Welcome to Twinlepathy Real Talk Podcast, where we keep it real all the time, and all the time we keep it real, and I am your host, Queen Angel, and I am your host, Mocha Sweet. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, roommate, how are you? I am fine. I am fine. How are you? But before you answer that question, um, this is episode 32. Wow. We're at 32. At 32. And this episode is um, a little uh, close to home. And the reason I was telling, I was saying to work, wait until answer how you're doing is because this show is about um, surviving coronavirus, which you have been diagnosed um, or tested positive, I'll say. You had tested positive for coronavirus um, a few weeks ago. And um, so, and you're, so how are, so how are you doing? Well, to date, I am doing much, much better. Um, I did go through an ordeal. Um, it was, it was, it was very emotional, very scary, very. <clears throat> um, what's the word I want to use? Um, just a, just in a, a, a whole uh, something Lord, that yeah. I ordeal yes a whole ordeal um but i i am feeling much much better and still still you know going through you know recovery but i'm 80 80 90% of the way there all right that's what i love love to hear love to hear so um but before we get into this episode um, I just want to say that uh, I'm doing good as well. Um, been working a lot. Um, as many of you know, I did get my promotion. I think we talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. um, before, but we had to take a little break um, so that you could get better. That you so that you could get better um, mm-hmm. because it has a lot of lot to do with um, your. Um, your lungs and your breathing stuff so we we just wanted you to get better and it, it's been a little minute since we've done our podcast and um, so it really feels good to be able to record again and, oh, yeah yeah so um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a small little break and we're going to come back and we're going to get into the topic of our conversation which is coronavirus COVID-19 um and you know just give some stats and just give our opinions and things about and tell us what your experience with um you know testing positive with coronavirus so we're gonna um pay some bills and then when we come back we're gonna get into our conversation yes we are all right it is and before we go to break i just want to say that i am so so happy that um that you're feeling much better so i love you i love you too 
Mm-hmm. I love you too, soulmate. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. All righty. Welcome back to Twin Lepathy Real Talk Podcast, where we keep it real all the time and all the time we keep it real. And this is episode 32. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 32. 32. I, that was a, a struggle not being able to do our podcast, but you know what? We're still blessed. We're still blessed. We're just gonna, you know, just go right into it as if there was no interruptions at all. That's right. That's right. We got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yes, <laughs> keep it moving. So first off, let's talk about um, your experience. Tell everyone what you tested positive with okay i tested positive with covid19 uh covid19 uh affects your affects your breathing uh it's like it's actually like a, a little cold but if you i guess it, well some some cases are severe some cases are mild i would say that i had a mild case but I did have uh, <clears throat> like I did have some breathing issues some breathing problems mm-hmm. um, my my uh, I started off with a, a fever um, just one day I just felt I, I felt uh, sick I had a fever and um, I came home and I just like went to bed. I took a shower and went to bed. Didn't think nothing of it. Um, next morning, well, the fever came like mid morning, like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, I just was feeling like achy, like I had, you know, like chills and um, and body my ache. body was aching. Yes, I felt like I had the flu or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went in the bathroom and I and I put the thermometer on my uh, on my forehead and it said one oh it said a one hundred and I'm like getting worried I'm like what the hell because I already had like a little cough before that so I didn't really think nothing of it mm-hmm. so um, I ended up going you know to the urgent care the next morning and. Uh, they told me you have a virus but we don't know what it is but we think that you need to go get checked for COVID-19 so I so I said okay so the next following day I went to the hospital Mm -hmm. and um, I went to the hospital and went and had them you know do a test which the test is not a pleasant test at all it's they stick a long Q-tip in up your nostrils, all the way up your nostrils. You could practically feel it in your brain. Oh God! Yes, and whatever they, whatever the solution that they have on the um, the Q-tip, it burned. It gave me. I had a headache already, and it gave me a worse headache. Mm. that yes and um you know they they checked me out 
and uh, they said that I had bronchitis. Mm -hmm. So they sent me home, um, you know, with some antibiotics, regular antibiotics, but it's for, for the um, bronchitis. Mm -hmm. they, and gave me some, you know, cough medicine, you know, and said go home. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and they said, you know, the test results take about um, five to seven days. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I well, actually, when you go to the hospital, it takes two to four days, actually. And after that second day, I got a call saying um, from the hospital saying, yeah, you tested positive for COVID-19. And that if you have, you know, if you have any issues with your breathing or whatever you might feel, you need to go come come to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next, so I'm like, okay, my breathing is normal. You know, I was fine. So then the next day, I felt like I needed to go because I was I was uh, having you know a little bit of breathing problems. I was you know couldn't couldn't sleep. So I went in, um, and they ended up keeping me. Mm -hmm. They ended up keeping me um, I, because I told them I, I tested positive and, you know, and I, I had a fever and um, I had bronchitis and they did a, a CAT scan mm -hmm. on me. Mm -hmm. And then they said I had pneumonia. So I had I had bronchitis and I had pneumonia, a little bit of pneumonia, not a lot. It was just a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. And um, so they kept me for three days at the hospital. Mm -hmm. They kept me for three days. And, you know, they, they did all this uh, uh, blood work, you know. Um, they gave me an uh, uh, inhaler and said and, and told me that I needed to take this, do this inhaler every, every four hours. And mind you, the nurses in there, they're, they're dressed they're dressed down in gowns. They got these uh, these masks on that's like they're going to war type masks on. Wow. Um, yes. Um, they, you know, they're extra careful. You can't have, there's no visitors. You can't have no one come visit you. You're in, you're basically in there alone. Mm. And, and, um, I had, you know, I had to take my my uh, antibiotics. They gave me more antibiotics to take, mm -hmm. um, you know, and making sure that I was drinking a lot of water, you know, uh, you know, getting up, walking around. Um, I, I had to take, you know, they had IVs in me, um, you know. Mm -hmm. So after three days, they, you know, examined me. They said, you're gonna be fine. And they sent me home. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I I went back to the hotel, you know where I was at. I went back to the hotel. So then I uh, switched to an Airbnb because uh, I thought that was better. So I went to the Airbnb, and uh, two days later, because it was yeah, I got out on the eighth. Mm -hmm. I got out on the eighth of May and then um, the 12th yeah so the 12th 
So the 12th, I was having uh, more uh, breathing issues. I was still having breathing issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I went back to the hospital and I, and I let them know again, I was t- I tested positive for COVID and that I'm having breathing issues. And I felt like I had like acid reflux uh, in, in, in my chest as well. So I was a little bit, I had a little bit of discomfort. Mm-hmm. So, and and I wasn't, sleep, I was scared to go to sleep because every time I would go to sleep, I would like take a deep breath and and like it would wake me up and scare me to death. So I, I told them all of these different things. So they took blood again uh, and did a chest X-ray um, and, um, they gave me they gave me well I I had the uh the inhaler so um so they gave they gave me that well they didn't give me that the first time they gave me that the second time the inhaler no they gave me the inhaler the first time too Mm -hmm. so I had that with me um but I ended up um having them put oxygen even though my oxygen levels was high enough. I didn't need no oxygen, but I just felt that I, I needed it because I was having breathing issues. Mm-hmm. They um, they gave me shots in my arm so I wouldn't get blood clots. They gave me shots in my stomach so I wouldn't get blood clots. They gave me potassium because they were saying my potassium is low and your potassium has something to do with your heart right. as well. It does. And if I, I had to take four pills, mm. four, di- four yes. different types of antibiotics or? No, four uh, potassium pills. Oh. And they're big. Four potassium pills. Wow, your potassium was that low? My potassium was that low. It was really low. Um, and one thing with my hands is like I, my hands they were the coldest thing on me, my whole, on my whole body. My hands were cold. They started going numb. I, and I didn't know why they were going numb. I would, I would get, get up and literally go to the bathroom and run hot water on my hands just to feel them because they were going numb. And I didn't understand why they were going numb on me. And, um, I found out later that that is a symptom of COVID-19, um, your hands or your feet going numb. And and I was, and I'm not even a diabetic, so I didn't understand it. Right. So um, I spent another two days, three days in the hospital. So they, they let me out on the 15th. I, and uh, I came back and um, I came back to just basically you know, nursing myself and trying to get rest, trying to eat. I could, I didn't have an appetite. It, I c- couldn't eat. And all I was really doing was drinking water. I got up, I got up and I went to the bathroom and I looked at my face and my lips were blue. I, I My lips were blue. Mm. Yes. 
and I'm like oh my god I'm like I don't know I, I was so scared it's like it, I was scared to go to sleep that night in fear that I wouldn't wake up it, it was a very scary and uh, very um, traumatic for me and um, one night um, I woke up and I just couldn't breathe I was breathe. I was like <gasps> Gasping like that. for air. And, uh, yes, pretty much gasping for air. And I grabbed my uh, my inhaler and I inhaled the net the uh, albuterol. I think that's what they call it, right. albuterol. And <clears throat> I would use that uh, every time I felt like I my chest was heavy or I couldn't breathe. And it helped me a lot. It helped me a lot. And then um, as, as, as the days went by, I started to feeling much, I started feeling better. Um, and um, now, now I'm feeling much better. I'm feeling much better now. That's, that's good. Um, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't don't cry. I, I understand. Just take your time, sis. Take your time. For me, for me, it was um, it was very difficult. Excuse me. It was very difficult um, getting that, you know, that news when you let us know what was going on. But to actually hear, to actually you talk about what you experienced with COVID-19, um, being your roommate, it was already difficult because I couldn't be there. And mm-hmm. um, and the fact that you, I knew you would have to recover by yourself, but just listening to you describing what you experienced is even more difficult for me to hear. Right. Right. And I thought about you the whole time I thought about my family I thought about my grandkids I thought about my daughter and the crazy thing is when you when you have COVID-19 and you don't know you have it you can spread it and you and and um it was it was spread to me uh I didn't know my uncle had it he was sick and I went over to um my aunt's house he was there he came over to the house um and um he ended up with it my aunt ended up with it and me and we all three of us was in the hospital at the yeah. same time matter of fact the same day um you got all three of you guys went to the hospital the very same day the very same day uncle mike went in first um, 
then I went in me and Uncle Mike were actually at the same hospital and Auntie Barbara she's still in she's still in the hospital because she has underlying uh, underlying issues health issues uh, she's a diabetic and uh, she's at the moment intubated um, and her her sugar is very they're trying to regulate her sugar and uh, her breathing is is like she's a severe case and it's going very slow for her but she's she's coming around and we, we just continue continuing to pay pray for her but if you don't know you have it you can spread it and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that was around me that got it as well my daughter she got it she got a very mild case of it um and her mother-in-law got a very mild case of it um people that I was living with they all also got a mild case of it so it definitely can be spread uh, unknowingly, right. and it and it is airborne, and it's airborne. It is airborne. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, I know Auntie Barbara is is um, is still in the hospital, and again, we do um, continue to pray, and we ask well our listeners to you know keep our family in your prayers just give us a little update of how I know those other cases of family members and stuff were mild cases but how are they what are they how are they doing now they're doing they're doing great they're doing fine um my daughter she she's a real trooper she um she's just been you know quarantining and trying to just get you know do all she can to get this out of her system She's not has not been at work for almost a month now, so because she the immediately immediately when I got sick, she she came to my rescue. She came and she helped me. Even and then she and then she went and got tested and and you know found that she was uh, positive, and um, but she has has very little uh, symptoms. She went right to the doctor and they gave you know, gave her some medicine for her to take um, <clears throat> for a month. She has to take for 30 days um, and just, you know, just trying to get her get rest and, you know, and at the same time, she's taking care of her family. Right. And so she has young children. Um, how did it affect mm-hmm. the kids? Were they were they affected or did they not? What what happened with the kids? Well, with the kids, they were fine. Um, they're fine. She took them to the doctor, you know, to make sure that they were fine. They, I guess, the, uh, think they gave them some antibiotics to take, and they're they're fine. They're just they're running around, you know, just being kids. So, kids are less likely to be affected by it if they are. If they do catch it, it's a mild, very mild case. Um, now, her aunt uh, on her her husband's 
side he did she did get it and her little daughter got it but it's very mild so they're fine everybody it's, the kids are fine that's good that's good um yeah. and so you after um recovering from the virus the virus um Mm-hmm. How, when do you get retested and have you been retested? Well, two weeks. Well, the doctor, the second time I went to the hospital, stayed in the hospital, the doctor told me, well, you need to quarantine for another 10 days. So that, that I did. And well, I'm still actually quarantining right now um, because I didn't, um, I don't know my retest uh, results results as of yes but I did get tested last week on Thursday so it takes five to seven days so I'm still waiting uh, for my results um and as far as just being um catching catching the virus were there any other um ways that the getting COVID-19 affected your life I mean I know but can you let our uh, listeners know well it made me it kind of gave me anxiety as far as like going out going you know going to the grocery stores going anywhere that needs that you need to go to it gave me anxiety uh, about it and when and then when you're out you're just afraid that somebody that walks by you might have it um so you it makes you afraid to go out and but you have to remember to bring your mask you know wear a mask when you go out wear gloves or whatever um but you also at the same time you have to continue to live your life you can't be afraid to go out because you have to go out. You right. still have to do things. You just prote- you just protect yourself. You just protect protect yourself. Now, um, uh, going back to the recovery time, um, mild cases is approximately two weeks, and uh, three to six weeks for patients with severe or critical diseases. Okay. So, uh, so it it does even after recovery, it still could take um, a little bit of time to you know recover from it and get fully over it. You and you you also yeah. lost your job. Yes, yes. The same day uh, that I was diagnosed. I got a call from my job uh, saying, basically laying me off and saying that, you know, the business was affected by the COVID-19 and it affected the work. So they had to uh, lay off several people. I wasn't the only one, but hearing, after hearing uh, that I tested positive um, for the COVID-19, an hour later 
telling these my job calling me and telling me that I lost my job that was very devastating that was very devastating and it, it literally broke me I know it was I know it's only a job but getting too bad two things at the same time it just was too it was just overwhelming right I couldn't even imagine yeah and and then right and then having you know having them tell you you know you have insurance until the end of the month like okay where's that I mean what's how is that gonna with me having COVID-19 what is that gonna do it it made me worry right. even more yeah right and so. that's quite understandable um I, I, that's yeah um again my biggest thing and I know it's not about me but at the same time you're my roommate you're my twin sister and mm-hmm. you know I prayed a lot and thank you to all the people who prayed um the Brat family um I want to thank you guys um, and just, you know, people who cared that prayed and helped that, that absolutely helped and your positive, positive attitude that absolutely helped with your recovery. So I want to thank those who, who prayed and who, um, blessed you, um, to help you being that you lost your job. Um, I just couldn't imagine and for me it was so yeah. difficult because we live in two different states you're in Florida I'm in Louisiana and this might sound crazy to some people but I would have given anything to be there I didn't even care about my own health but I know that mm. even still if I was there I still they wouldn't have allowed me to come in but I worried a lot but I knew at the end of the day, God had you. And I just thank God for that. Yes. But we're going to take a short little break. And then when yeah. we come back, we're just going to give a few updates um, as of May 25th, 2020 uh, of cases in the United States. So we will be right back. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. This is Twin Lepathy Real Talk Podcast. We are talking about COVID-19. First, before we get into the stats, um, you know, the Bible foretold of, you know, plagues and stuff like that coming um, in the last days. And I'm not bringing religion into it because, you know, Religion is a difficult thing to talk about, but at the same time, I do feel like mm-hmm. this is kind of fulfilling what the Bible has stated was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think there's mm-hmm. a uh, cure? What do you think? Do you think this is a conspiracy? Well, right. well, it, it, it's kind of hard to say if it's a conspiracy or not. All I know is that it needs to be taken serious. There are people out there that 
think it's a hoax. They think it's not true. They think it's not real. Oh, it's real. It's oh, real. Yeah. It is most definitely real. Um, um, I'm an essential worker. And um, because I work for McDonald's, I'm a manager at McDonald's. And now we have to wear masks. We have to wear gloves. And you have these people. And I'm not putting down nobody at my job, but you have some employees that do not want to wear their mask. They just, you tell them, put your mask on. This is for your protection. And they walk around like they're invincible. And and I understand that with these masks, you cannot breathe, but you can pull it down every now and then and put it back on your face, but they refuse to. And when you, and when you got sick, that really helped me to encourage them to wear their mask so they don't get sick. I said, look, I have family members that have been affected by this. My twin sister is affected. Y'all, you never know what, how something will affect you until it hits you home. And it, this was hard. Again, we, besides you, we have two family members, uh, two other family members that went to the hospital with you that we talked about earlier. And one that is still recovering. This is real, you guys. Mm -hmm. You need to really take care of yourselves. You, When you go out, you need to wear your mask. You need to have your sanit hand sanitizer, wash your hands frequently. You know, things that we should should have been doing in the first place. In the, in the first place, exactly. It's, exactly. So, right. Um, a few stats that we have. Um, this is the latest update as of today, May 25th, 2020. Um, the total cases in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is 1,650,000. I'm sorry. 1,637,456 cases. And of those cases, there's 15,342 new cases. Um, total deaths is wow. 97,669. And of those deaths, 620 are new cases. Okay. So I live in Louisiana. So um, in Louisiana, there's between 20,000 and 40,000 cases in the state of Louisiana in wow. um, where I live which is Vernon Parish we had uh, 21 confirmed cases and in, in, uh, two deaths now in Florida however okay. Florida has 40,000 plus cases in Palm Beach County mm -hmm. which is where you are where mm -hmm. we're, we're from um, they have 5,000 mm -hmm. 98 5,098 cases confirmed cases and deaths 311 deaths how many recovers didn't say how many recoveries, how many recoveries? Did, did you get that on either one actually Louisiana okay. or Florida okay. um now when we look at it in, in the okay. as a in an age perspective by age um the age groups 18 to 44 and 45 to 64 is the biggest heart is the hardest hit with 350,000 cases wow and with a lot of a lot of these things a lot of like beaches and restaurants and stuff that's opening it's 
it's crazy that people are so ready to get out there and they're not wearing masks and they're not and they're not practicing no, social distancing. Go ahead. So, so it's going to be a lot more cases um, now, especially this is Memorial Day weekend. Um, a lot of people are at the beaches. A lot of people are out, you know, at family gatherings. They, you know, and and that that myth they say, okay, don't have, don't be uh, in gatherings. Of, you, you need to be in a gatherings of less than ten people. Well, it really doesn't matter because if one person has it in in my in in our case with the family, there was maybe six or seven, six of us six of us in a room I was not I was more than six feet away from my my uncle but I still got it so it really doesn't matter how many people and and, and states are are opening things back up and people are rushing out and that's the scary part like they shouldn't be opening things back up this soon until they know when it's gonna, when it's died down a lot more. But will it ever die down? That's the question. Right. Yeah, that's the question. No, nobody knows. But as like I said, as long as you're, as long as you have your mask and your gloves and you're trying to be proactive in, in um, you know, staying safe you should be fine it's just try to stay away right. from big crowds um so then when you look at cases by race um black african american is at 30 percent white caucasian is at 60 percent so i mm. guess the myth that more of the african american community is getting it is a lie according to this more Caucasian there's more cases right right you would think that but technically if you think about it in the black uh in the black community there's more diabetes than anything so when when you get the COVID and you have diabetes it could it could really be bad so we need we need to take more care of ourselves and we need to not be, you know, trying we need to try to not to be diabetics. Eat, eat better. Um we, and and you know, you need to take vitamin if you take vitamins, vitamins is good to keep your immune system good, you know. I usually take um they call it um what they call it? Um they call it emergency. So I take one of those every morning because it's like a thousand vitamin C. milligrams of, uh, you know, um, vitamin C. Yes. Um, you know, try to take, like I said, try to take some any kind of vitamins. Try to take, um, you know, they say use uh, ginger, ginger root. You know, put it in your tea things like that um, to help you know with your immune system to try to keep keep that COVID-19 out right or anything 
for that matter. Yeah. You just, you know, and then within the recovery, you gotta, you gotta stay hydrated. You gotta, you gotta eat. I mean, yes, it's hard to eat when you don't have an appetite, but you need to, you know, drink a lot of water. Right. So you can flush out your system. We also have a cousin that uh, also had COVID-19 who I did stay in touch with um, the whole time. He He's actually worked at the hospital that I was at. So I did get to see him. And, um, you know, he just was there for moral support and, and just, you know, just made sure I was okay because he went through it and he had a bad case. So shout he's out to than our, me. our cousin, um, Derek Armstrong. Thank you. I want to say thank you for, you know, looking out for my sister and, you know, checking on her and making sure that she was good and just being there for moral support. Thank you. Thank you so much, Derek. Um, <clears throat> thank you. So, and you know, the media is always talking about you know the confirmed cases and the deaths but they don't talk about the survivors so we want to just say no. that um we thank god for the survivors as well and rest in peace to the ones who did not make it through yes but um but those survivors those are the ones that we really need to hear from so that we know what we need to do and just to know to let people know how serious this is mm-hmm. yes yes it's, it's very serious if you don't believe you and you hear this story you would you should believe because it it's serious and it's real and 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 a lot of people don't don't believe it's real until it it hit, it hits close to home and I never said that I never believed it I always believed it and I was so always so scared that I that I would get it and I didn't want to and I you know it just scared me that the moment that I was diagnosed it scared me because all I thought was oh my god I'm gonna die and because the media only talks about death it never they never talk right. about the ones who yep. recover and i in the whole time i just tried not to listen to anything or read anything about it because i didn't want to get myself too worked up all i did was try to focus on getting better and just you know just being one with my with my creator and you know doing what I have had to do to get better and I'm still doing it great story great story and you know this is going to be something that we're going to have to you know tell the the future generation that comes up um because this this um this year 2020 is going to be in the history books it really is um This is a pandemic. We have never been through this type of pandemic, and I never thought in a day in my life that I would see something like this. It's crazy because everywhere you go, you see people with masks on, 
gloves on and this it's weird it really is weird but it is it's weird and and even with the stores they have signs up saying you you have to you have to have a mask on you can't come in here without a mask and then but then you know i see people going what what makes me mad is that i see people adults okay you're going to the store with your mask on but what? you're bringing your kids and now they don't have a mask that? on I, I went to Walmart and I saw a girl, a young girl. She had a, her baby with her and she had a mask on, but her baby did not have a mask on. It's like, and I wanted to tell her like, girl, what are you doing? You, why do you have a mask and your baby don't have a mask? You know, um, it's just senseless stuff like that. Even though um, kids are less likely to get it just like anybody else but still they can get it anybody anybody this does this thing doesn't discriminate anybody can get it but take don't don't take precautions take it don't just take precautions on yourself and don't don't care too much for your kids no yeah, if anything, they you should be look out with the mask on. If first you decide you don't want to wear one, that's something different. But protect them first, right? But no, but most places will not let you come in without a mask. So, and 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 that's gonna that's the new norm. That's gonna be the new norm from now on. Like everybody's gonna have to wear masks, and you have to stay six feet apart. And you know, in the stores, you have to stay six feet apart, mm-hmm. no matter what they're going to make sure well, my thing was it. my thing was this and i don't know if this was at every so, walmart but i know at our walmart you have to there's a line you have to you have to wait for them to tell you to go in through the line but when you get in the store it's like more than 10 people in the store what's the purpose of that like if you're gonna do mm-hmm. it that way make sure only 10 people are in the store at a time if you're gonna make people wait like that but no, tons of people in right. there, and like you said, some people have masks on, some people don't. But you even made me promise you that mm-hmm. I would wear a mask when I'm at other people's house. Because mm-hmm. 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 I, I, it just that's how it made me so paranoid. It's like, okay, you need to be wearing a mask when you go to somebody's house. I don't care where you go. Because if you, if a person have it and they cough or even breathe and the air is on, do you know that that can, that piece of Corona can, or that COVID-19 can mm. travel in the air? So even if, and even if you're more than six feet away from the person, if it gets wow. in the air, it can you can still get it. So, yes, wearing wearing a, a mask is very crucial. Now, from what I just what I read, once you get it, you can't get it again. Hmm. So no. your body becomes immune to it. In other words, you can't get it again. In, wow, okay. in other words. Well, yes. that's that. That's a good thing for the people who've had it and recovered from it. So, yeah. 
I mean, that I read that, so I don't know how true it is, but I did read, read that. I just read it like a few minutes ago. I, I feel very blessed that I was able to recover because there's a lot of, you know, deaths that, and, I, and there's a lot of, lot of people that have recovered. It's not all the time, it's not that sometimes I mean, it's really depending on your body. It does different things to you, you know. Some some of the cases, like like I said, uh, were very mild in the family. So they're just, you know, just having to, you know, quarantine and just, um, you know, take care of themselves. Okay, it's the people that have underlying um, health issues that it affects the most. Yes. Yes. Now, if you if you smoke cigarettes, um, that can affect your uh, the oxygen, you, your oxygen levels. Because uh, Auntie Barbara not telling her, you know, right. the whole, whole business, but she is a smoker as well. So that right. that affected her, you know, her breathing, mm-hmm. you know, and her oxygen levels. So that's why she's like intubated now her her oxygen levels is getting better that's because she's on the ventilator now when they take her off if she can hold hold it because okay your oxygen levels can't be under 80 if it's like 70s if it's 70 and below that then that's when your oxygen levels what what will affect your breathing now, me, I can say, me particularly, mine was always in in the hundreds and nineties. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't have a problem with that, uh, with my breathing. It's just I, I felt my chest was heavy, though. So, um, yeah, and they had to they had to take blood from my wrist to check my um, my oxygen levels. Now that my was bruised for weeks um it's still a little sore now it's still a little sore and my arms are very sore i had bruises all over my arms from them taking blood putting putting in ivs um i had Mm -hmm. several ivs over you know the time so i had bruises all over my arms and my arms are still sore from all of that so yes my whole body Mm -hmm. i'm still recovering from my whole body not just the um the bronchitis and the pneumonia but but when you have covid19 you have pneumonia it might be a little a little bit but it that's what comes with covid19 wow interesting story mm-hmm. you but you're very blessed mm-hmm. yes yes because this is testimony it really is testimony um Emmy I'm very very happy that you're still here because I don't know what I would have done without you <laughs> so <laughs> right all right well yeah. With that being said, do you have any shout outs 
I um, I want to thank um, the Brat family. I want to thank all of our listeners. I want to thank everybody who uh, prayed for me, who um, contacted me, the text messages, the calls, the blessings that you all helped um, with. I thank you guys so, so much. I, and I love y'all so much. Thank you, sister, for for being there for me. Um, and I want to thank my family for their support, my daughter of all, most of all, because she was there. She brought me food. She brought me anything, everything that I wow. needed, even while she was sick herself. Wow. Yeah. So, and I love awesome. her so much. And I would like to thank the Brat family as well for, again, for all your well wishes, the phone calls, the text messages, the, you know, Facebook posts and, you know, the blessings, all of that, because without all of that, I don't know. Thank you for the prayer and warriors. Thank you to, to our listeners, um, our supporters. Um, oh, just yeah. thank everybody. You know, we um, really appreciate you guys so, so much. We really do. So, and we thank, thank you. you guys. We thank you guys. If you have any questions, concerns, um, any topics you guys want to hear, um, or just to tell us how we're doing, you can email us at twinlepathyrealtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have a um, PayPal account um, that you guys can donate if you like. Um, it's on PayPal. Again, we always forget our PayPal information, but we will get that out to you guys. And if you really want it, um, if you can't wait for us to get it to you guys, you can also go back and listen to our previous shows and it'll also give you the information. We also can post it on our um, official Twin Lepathy Real Talk mm-hmm. podcast group on Facebook. Look us up. Um, that page, that group is lit. Lit, 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 lit all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, all the time. It is all the, so, all the time. All the time. <laughs> and I do, I do want to say that, um, you know, with this COVID-19, uh, families are more are more uh, spending more time together and just, you know, being together is is key. Um, it brought oh, a yeah. lot of family members together, including ours. Yep, that's true. All right. That's right. We're going to say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Since this recording, we have lost a family member to COVID-19. Our dear aunt, Barbara Moreland, has passed away. We love you and you will be dearly missed. Rest in peace.